You are listening to Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. The following podcast may contain explicit material. You have been warned. Flying towards a setting sun in a Honda Accord of Gold. The AC stringing against the funk because our socks and drawers are old. On the 105 for an afternoon drive, whizzing by the freeway flora. In the passenger seat is my best friend Pete, a fat man in a fedora. Breaker 19, this is Drechnar the Dark. I was momentarily detained in the hotel entrance, fat beard. The valet was trying to charge me an exorbitant fee. It appears we have ourselves a game con. Yeah, we got ourselves a game con, playing for 40 straight. We got ourselves a game con, our hygiene it can wait. We got ourselves a game con, our game's after fun. And we'll be playing all the night. Till the morning sun. Thank you for joining us for season 14, episode 20 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. This is Tyler. This is Chris. And I'm Tim. New person on Yay, the show. Yay, new Hi. person on the show. Not new person for those who listen to the actual play. Right. But first time on the show. First time as a host. Oh, welcome. welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so it's coffee, then wine? Well, I'm triple fisting. Yeah. <laughs> they all fit as long as you go slow. <laughs> Good start. Well played. <laughs> Gateway 2015. <laughs> uh, September 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th. Yes. At the LAX Hilton Hotel. Tyler yes. won't be there. I won't be there. Oh. I'll be there. I don't think I'm going to run a LARP. I think I'm just going to run Moment of Truth. Let, let's plan. Let's try to do a LARP in February. Okay, we'll try to do one or, at, at Orcon. You, you want to run? Okay. You know what? Really, February is the better one to run a LARP at, especially if I do a Dead Presidents LARP. Oh, Presidents Day Con. Awesome. Oh, there you go. But I, I really like the idea of of having the players get powers like at the very start of the game. Right. Because that way, I, I don't have to like be like, here's your costume. You know, right. That's exactly. Like you're a normal person who gets superpowers. How do you react? I think that's going to be a better, a better idea. It's much more workable. I right. Think. Yeah. If you're going to run a LARP. Well, uh, champions. champions. Champions has a LARP. Set Hero rules. came out with LARP rules for superhero. Champions oh, LARP. Yeah. Come on, man. It was, it's actually really funny because in the book, it's like it's. Uh, I think it's like Buffalo Flying Buffalo Games or something like that. That's the, tunnels and trolls. Well, it's it's, it's hero. It's. Uh, is it is it Hero the name of the company? I don't remember now. That makes Hero the system. Yeah, yeah Hero Games. Hero yeah. Games. Yeah, but they had a separate. Um, yes, someone else uh, worked on like it, book it. plate for it, and they said uh, go to our website to buy the official Champions stopwatch. <laughs> right. For that's how you instead of rolling a die, you use a stopwatch and use the hundredth. Sec- uh, Digit? That's that's your random that's your random number through, generator zero through nine. And oh, so they wait. haven't updated anything on their page since before the book went. It's gone. Published. Is it gone now? Yeah. <laughs> so I went and looked at one. I wonder if they ever came out with those. The page isn't. They don't even own the page. Anymore. Oh wow. No rock paper scissors. No. no. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, okay. No rock I paper mean, scissors. I, totally, I know you're a pro at LARP, and it'll be Stu's first LARP. No, no I, I used to run Killer when, in high school, but that's it's not, not really quite LARP. the same. Tim, it, LARP? I mean, it is a live action once. game. Once. Proto LARP. Tim okay. LARPed once, and it's a horrible story that's on <gasps> the podcast somewhere, <gasps> I believe. <laughs> 
Uh, it's already on the podcast. It's oh. Basically, it worked out that, that it was. Uh, if you want some some bad LARP stories, give me a drink and we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, but, but I got you a have ton a of them. My favorite one that I've I've actually told on the show is about the guy who um, the 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 times I've had police interactions with my players. Oh, oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I heard that one. I Where I found out one of my players uh, had a, a conditional probation where he wasn't allowed within a hundred, like a hundred feet of a minor. <gasps> Yuck! <laughs> yeah. And uh, a couple of the cops, because the cops knew who we were, they they came and they're like, "Oh, do you have this this person in your game?" I'm like, "Yes, I do. Let me go get him." And I went around the hold corner. A sec- to get hold him. on a second. Coal or silver? Huh? What? Coal or silver? Yeah. What kind of minor? Oh. <laughs> Uh, sulfur because uh, they're gamers and they stink <laughs> uh, and uh, I went around the corner to get him and I, I asked him to, to come with me and he's like oh cool he thought it was we were going to go run a scene somewhere and he walks around the corner and sees two cops and just runs <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome Yeah. mine was just the, the, the system that was being played at that LARP the randomizer was rock, paper, scissors. Mm-hmm. And when it came time for my turn to do rock, paper, scissors, it just threw me completely out of the game. And I realized that we were just a bunch of like 40 year old dudes in a park in orange at night playing rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> and it just. <coughs> is it because you suck at rock, paper, scissors? Is that like <laughs> well, I never well, won, man. Rock, paper, scissors is definitely a psychological game. Sure. If it, it's actually been proven, if you ask somebody a question right before you throw rock, paper, scissors, any question ask them a question it puts them on the defensive and they almost always throw scissors really interesting I'm sorry I just I just had a hard time with two vampires two super powerful undead monsters standing right next to each other going they they redid the system they redid the system to use a a 1 through 10 number generator instead of rock paper scissors because of that because you can predict the way people throw. It's not random. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, you'd, use totally. a, you'd use a deck of cards with uh, with one through ten on them, and you'd shuffle them up and then draw one. And it was like, like and you'd add that to your stat. Mm. That's better, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> honestly, uh, I think any any kind of mechanical system for adjudication in a LARP ruins it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it breaks immersion, and that's why I prefer like the buffer weapon LARPs. Because right. if you want to attack somebody, you, you literally to... just have to attack them. You want to cast a spell on somebody, you throw your spell packet at them. Yeah. You want to try to convince somebody of something, you actually have to convince them of it. One of my early gaming groups, we lived on a cul-de-sac and every night after we would game, it'd be like 2 o'clock in the morning, we'd all be half blitzed. We would go out there with buffer yeah. weapons <laughs> and IFGS rules and just beat the shit out of each other. It was great fun. So you've had more than one experience LARPing. That wasn't LARPing. That was just beating the shit out of each other with foam <laughs> weapons. No. You had rules. Well, that was just... You had rules, therefore you were LARPing. Is Shut SCA, up, Tyler. Is SCA LARPing? SCA is absolutely a okay. LARP. You, I don't you know. Have a, you have a character SCA. that you play in SCA. Okay. You have a persona. It's a fucking LARP. Okay. I'm you know what, Chris? You've LARPed. <gasps> the hell you say? <laughs> <laughs> What did you just spend eight weekends doing? Fair. Seven. Seven? And you have a, a character you play at fair? Kind of. You So what are the rules? Ask me How if I have you... a character I play at fair. <laughs> you don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> how, 
<laughs> How do you adjudicate fair? It's like amber, but LARP. <laughs> Renaissance Fair is the amber of LARP. Oh my god. Renaissance Fair is more like it's more like a mush than a mud, you know? Okay, alright. I, I, Everyone just kinda makes up their own thing. It's like a mush. I understand those terms. Right in the mush. Um <laughs> There's something else. Oh, Fear the Con I think is going on this weekend. Oh yeah? So if anyone Fear the Con and uh Fear the Boot, which is another RPG podcast, it's not as good as ours. No. Of course um, not. They do a convention uh, in the Godforsaken Midwest in Missouri, and I think it's going on right now. So if anyone is there uh, and happens to be streaming the show while they're playing a game at Fear the Con, which you should totally be doing, some, stand up and scream it down that Stu says hi, loves him, and wants to have his babies. Thank you. And if you and if you do that, and someone gets it on video, I, I will send you a prize. And I don't know add, what it will be, but I will send you a prize. And then add Tyler says, <laughs> and they'll know it's legit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, the other thing is, um, Moment of Truth is getting close to being published. Finally, I want to run. I'm going to run a campaign, and I also want to try to run an online campaign. So, if you're interested in being in a play test for Moment of Truth. Email happyjacksrpg at gmail.com, and it's going to be like the first four people like to email Why do you me. So, so, sound so resigned when you're saying that? Like, okay. Because he's recruiting randos to play in his <laughs> game. Yeah, I am. I've already played it with like very good, very yes andy role players who don't push systems and break stuff. Mm -hmm. You need some system breakers. I need, I need to just see what's out there. I don't know that you're going to necessarily find those with our listeners, though. Yeah. Not necessarily. Maybe, I, maybe. I play. I play in an online game with Tim with a group of listeners. Yeah. And it is a fantastic game. Right. It's like it is fun. one of the best groups I've ever been in. I'm I'm expecting a good group out of it, but I want to mix it up. So I'm gonna. It, it may just be a one shot, or it may be a series of slightly related games. Probably on a Saturday afternoon Pacific time. I'm guessing. I don't know exactly when I'll do it. Probably two hours at a time. Won't be super long sessions. But I want to see how playable it is over the internet because that's part <laughs> of the way I'm build. I build the mm -hmm. game. Yeah. Yes, Tim. Good. I think Tim wants to play. Uh, we talked about. I'll, I yeah. want to do the tabletop one, but two hours might be a little bit shy for an online game. Uh, it might be. I, I don't I'm know. Well, it depends on how much bullshitting you do. Yeah, but we don't bullshit too much. I run a, I run a. Uh, we bullshit. Well, that's kind of true. It's it's, yeah, it's you, me, Angie, and, and Dave and, Hoover. And Dave oh, gosh. We <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that's kind of true. We spend the first forty-five minutes just. That's <clears throat> just. I ran BSing. one once before, yeah, and I don't surprising. think the sessions were much longer than two or three hours each. I, I think a, three hours works. That's what we do in the yeah. the D and D five. Yeah. yeah, I mean our D and our D and D five game is usually two two and a half hours. <coughs> well, we get started super late for one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Seven we usually go like 7.30 to 10. Yeah. Although we had a Star Wars game. We can't shouldn't spoil anything. But that was sort of the close of the storyline. Uh, and it was six hours. What? That five, was a six hours? Six five or six hours. Yeah. Two to seven or two to 7.30, wasn't it? Yeah, it was almost eight when we left, I think. Yeah, so it was close to six. Uh, so anyway... It was a good game, though. It was. That was fun. That was a lot of fun and... I was fucking stork. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many. Like games I really think. Yeah, I really think that needs to become an online game, just so I can. 
become a bounty hunter and kill those two people on my list now. <laughs> yeah. I'll, pl- I'll play with you in the room remotely. Yeah. So, so how many times has that been said in a game? I'm Fucking just curious. Stork. Fucking Stork. Not often. No. Stork did something in this game that just made everybody go like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> and then I realized, oh yeah, we all completely expected that from his character. Absolutely. I'm surprised yeah. it didn't happen sooner. Right. <laughs> and he, at least he waited until there was no chance of anyone dying. I'll give him that. Whatever okay, it is, well, he now did. Now I don't know the story, and you can't tell me because you can just spoil it for people. <laughs> well, it, it'll when it comes, it, it's gonna, it'll, it's gonna come out next week. Okay. Bill's just got to get the, oh, the you're files. Gonna, you're gonna shoot that at me again, aren't you? What's it? Are you having a, a lining kegel? I am having another lining kegel. Oh, It's a beer from the Midwest. Lining kegel. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like a shandy. Like a, a, so anyway, a uh, and and the reason I'm doing that is because I'm I'm making a big push to get Moment of Truth finished. I'm actually in the layout phase now, which is going to kill me. Um, layout sucks, and it will. <laughs> it, it does. It does. It does. I, it totally I, does. I so much prefer using a word processor than using a publishing program. My God. Yeah, it's there. Are you just gonna like self-publish and put it on Drive Through RPG? Yeah. Um, it's going to be free, but I'll also put it on an RPG for 99 cents for those people who don't know how to Google. <laughs> <laughs> or it's maybe a, five bucks, I don't it's know. It's a stupid tax. You have to pay five dollars. I bet, I bet if you, um, if you sold it for a dollar ninety nine, you'd see a lot more sales than for ninety nine cents. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Because okay. when something is cheap, people think it's not good. Well, yeah. If I'm going to sell it, I'm going to sell it for like four or five dollars. Yeah. Like four ninety nine, yeah, it's like sixty pages. I think five bucks is good for that. Yeah, I think so. It took, it took years, <laughs> and I paid for the artwork. I actually, paid money. Yeah, for the, for the cover. Yeah, to who? who who did Matt it? Matt Weatherston. Yeah, huh. I got to get somebody to do a logo for the new podcast. Yeah, that's the that's well, that's a rough of the cover. Who are you showing? Are you showing us? You guys showing? I showed the camera. Who did? Who did the the D twenty Happy Jacks logo? Uh, that was a listener who probably doesn't listen anymore. Named John D. Oh, I've heard that name. Yeah, he John D. He he he, he did I a translation of the Necronomicon. That was Doctor John D. It may be. <laughs> so anyway, probably a different guy. So, but it it, it will be out. I'm a, before the end of this year. That shit is either going to be out of my hair. I'm publishing it. Uh, Obvious statement. Don't have hair. <laughs> I get here. Uh, show topic: the conflict between immersion and collaboration. <laughs> I don't know why you get shit in that hair. That's just. <laughs> what on earth are you getting up to? <laughs> the conflict between immersion and collaboration. The conflict between immersion and, cl- and collaboration. Mm-hmm. I, I've many, many times I've talked about the fact that. For GMs, at least for me, and I like a lot of GMs, it, immersion is that thing that we're constantly going for. It is the it, that the moment when the players forget they're playing a game, become their characters, and start to viscerally feel the emotions that their characters are feeling. If they're mad, mad at a, at a NPC, the players are mad at the NPC, not just the characters. You know, if there's something scary going on, the players are feeling the anxiety from it, not just their characters are feeling it, and it's happening mechanically. Um, and what I want to talk about is that 
goal for GMs versus the sort of collaboration and collaborative storytelling, i.e. hippie gamer thing that's happening with um, pre presenting narrative control to the players, letting them determine what's going on in a scene, letting them... Like, fate is the first thing that comes to mind when you start throwing right. aspects onto a, onto a scene or onto an, uh, an opponent or something like that. But there's a lot of other games that are doing that. I mean, I, my, my own system has that kind of a mechanic built into it as well. <clears throat> and what I kind of want to talk about is the balance. Is there, is it even possible to have a balance between that quest for immersion and that sort of collaborative storytelling thing? Or are they mutually exclusive? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I... I don't think I don't think you're ever going to have complete immersion and collaboration at the same time. I think why? they're why? Why? Because if you are immersed in a story, you are not worried about creating the world. Mm -hmm. You are worried about your character and your character what your character is doing in that world. You're not thinking about you know, <coughs> uh, sorry. In Stu's Eldemy game, uh, Bill, Kimmy, and I basically have a lot of free reign with determining the culture of the orcs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When we're in the middle of a scene, when we have to step back and go, oh, well, it's orc culture to do X, that breaks immersion because I'm not thinking like my character anymore. I'm thinking on a higher level about a global thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, but say there is an orc hunter. And you've been chasing down this orc hunter for a while, and he's gotten away from you a couple of times. And you really don't like this orc hunter. You're really pissed off at him. So much that you, Tyler, are feeling pissed off at this orc hunter. Does that change any? Because you go, oh, by the way, Stu, it's in orc culture for us to fart before we go hunt somebody. Yes. Now, all of a sudden, you, dis you dislike that character? No, it doesn't change. It doesn't change my personal feelings about it, but it does break the moment of immersion. Yeah. So at times you're going to, you can have high immersion. I think, I don't, I don't think they're mutually exclusive, but I think the more you have of one, the less you're going to have of the other. Mm -hmm. So I can see what you're saying there. You can't have both at the exact same right. moment, but the more collaborative your story mm -hmm. is, the easier it is for the characters to get into the immersion. Because they mm -hmm. are, they're invested. Mm -hmm. They helped create a thing. They know more about it. It's easier for them to be involved. I think. Okay. It's like collaboration is the tide, and immersion is the ship on it. So as the tide goes up, the ship goes up too. You what? Get on that ship. <laughs> I don't know. I've been drinking. He's, he's okay. trying. <laughs> I'm trying to make an analogy. <laughs> He's trying not to make working. an analogy. And kind of <clears throat> I, 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 I don't think that they are mutually exclusive. I think you can have both. But I, I do agree you can't have both at the same time. Are you currently in a game where you have both? Yes. Do I know what it is? No. <laughs> well, and, oh, and you know what? Actually, yeah, you do, because... Uh, uh, the Friday Night Hero game mm -hmm. for my new my new character. Yeah, um, 
I just came up with a whole bunch of shit that I was like, hey, this would be really cool to play. Right. And I ran it by Bruce, and he was like, yeah, sounds great. Let's figure this out together. So we figured out this uh, this whole other secret society thing. So in a way... Yeah, that's collaboration got, before the fact. That's though. collaboration before the <laughs> fact, yeah. Um, I mean, if, you were, if you're playing your character, you're in a scene, and there's a conflict going on, and you're having a role-playing... You're a role-playing scene with an NPC, and, and, you know, and there's a lot of tension, and your your blood's pumping, and then all of a sudden, say you're playing Fate, or or let, let's say you're 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 playing something, and uh, you think to yourself, you know, it'd be really nice if there was a shotgun on the wall, right? See, for me, it, it would be. It'd be really nice if there was a shotgun on the wall, so I could shoot that motherfucker right in the goddamn face. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but, but the, at the moment that when you when you say to the GM, "Okay, there's a shotgun on the wall," or "Can there be a shotgun on the wall?" or mm-hmm. however however you phrase it, depending on what you're playing. there is a way to maintain immersion while uh, having the collaboration in that scene. You just say, "Well, I grab the shotgun off the wall." Okay, yeah, exactly. At and which a good point GM will go. gotta have a good GM who's going to say, right. yes. "Okay, you do." Right. That's when the yes ending comes yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. But, I mean, I think as a newer gamer, immersion is easier for me than collaboration because it's difficult for me to say, I want to create this thing as opposed to, like, it's a struggle for me to just identify with a character. I'd rather do one or the other rather than trying to be a character and direct a scene at the same time. Right. I think as a newer player, it would be more difficult not not knowing what the rules are mm-hmm. for what you can yeah. do. Mm-hmm. For instance, I always ask. I never say, I do this. I say, is it okay if I do this? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's kind of like when you first go over to a friend's house, mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, can I look in your fridge? <laughs> Versus having been over, been there for, for years, you're like, just, you're just over there, you just go open, open the fridge and get out a beer. Right. <laughs> or, or, or the very first time you're like, um, uh, where's... Where's your restroom, Stu? <laughs> <laughs> and then, or or six years later, you're like, I'm at your house having dinner with your parents. Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I was gonna say next year, where you're like, fuck it, I gotta go take a shit. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> at which point, not in the studio. No, I know that. I know that. <laughs> it's gross. Not not in that one. Not that when there's a show going on. That would be rude. Oh too. my god. That would be awful. So. Let's go ahead and go on to the the first email, and I've opened up the... I forgot to open it, but I opened up the Q&A thing. And I should mention, I keep forgetting to do this at the top of the show. If you'd like to email us, email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. Pronunciation is key. I'm only hearing out one side of my head, and I'm actually catching myself lisping and slurring. Happyjacksrpg (laughs) at gmail.com. Thank you. And or you can follow us on Twitter, Happy Jacks RPG, all one word. Uh, our forum, HappyJacks.org/forum. We're on the Facebook. We're on the Google Pluses. We're not on the LinkedIn's. We should be. We're on the Instagram. Get, get on LinkedIn. Get some gamers jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just read a thing on Reddit about this guy who. Uh, is a professional GM. I read some of his anecdotes where he's like, they offered me a thousand dollars to run a game for them for Wasn't like three Oklahoma months. or something. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I was like, that's, a, he's like, that's his full time job now. Yeah. Like he is a professional GM. Sounds like he's a really, really, really good GM. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> Worth the money. Should get that guy in on a Skype call or something. 
Yeah, I want you. You could probably do Skype calls cheap, probably cheaper than like the old dial-up horn. <laughs> <laughs> Nine-nine-seven-six-got-gm. Nice. <laughs> See, if only someone had thought about that during the era of right. nine-seven-six numbers, <laughs> you could have made a living being a GM. Uh, well, they had those where it was like a, a you could call in and basically play a game via touch tone, and it was like you'd get walked through. Uh, it's like one of those old text-based oh, RPGs. Yeah. They, it would be somebody reading a thing to you, and they'd describe it. You're like, if you stab the monster, press one. If you turn to run, press two. <laughs> it, the movie press phone two. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many parents looked at the phone bill at the end of the month and went, What the hell? Because <laughs> those used to cost a lot of money. Yeah. Not that I know. <laughs> Not that you know. No. At all. <laughs> uh, post-apocalyptic setting. An email from Henrik. Greetings, douchebags. First off, I'd like to thank you for rekindling my interest in RPGs almost 20 years after my last session. I started listening to your show on a whim and think I'm ready to get back into the game, so to speak. As a younger man, I play... Oh, as a younger man, among other things, Twilight 2000, a setting and system that seems woefully unre unrepresented these days. Under... Underrepresented <laughs> these days. It's been a while since Kimmy's been on to correct all the emails. <laughs> it was crunchy, lethal, light on non-military activities, and kind of a camping simulator at times. But damn it, <laughs> if it wasn't fun, especially when you storked the encounter rolls. Or Obviously, the RPG. Dude, <laughs> fright, but with orcs. But with orcs. <laughs> Obviously, this setting is completely anachronistic now, but do you have any recommendations on other games that would scratch the same itch? Drunkenly yours, Henrik. Uh. Now, I should mention, I went on Drive-Thru RPG. They came up with an update called Twilight 2013. Mm -hmm. And it was, it, was, it was published by another company, and then GDW, which originally published Twilight 2000, I guess republished it or something, or their name is associated with it somehow on Drive Through RPG, and it's available. You can actually get it. So you just basically in Twilight twenty thirteen you struggle to keep your house from getting foreclosed on in the bad economy. Yes, yeah. I think so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's a camping simulator. Right, roll, roll to see if you got laid off. <laughs> it's, but it. if you it's want, if you want to, uh, if you want to look at it, this is an affiliate link: happychecks.org slash twilight twenty thirteen. All one word. Twilight 2013. org slash Twilight 2013. That will take you directly to it. And if you if you buy it, I get like a 30 cents. Nice. <laughs> so, I never... Did you ever play Twilight 2000? You never. No. The only person who probably did was Stork, and he's not here. So, mm. I don't know. I know it was GDW. Was it? Which makes me think of Traveler. Was it, I wonder if it was... Like the, the, the taste in the back of my mouth I have for my memories is that it was kind of post-apocalyptic. Yes, it yes a, it was. Yeah. It was post-apocalyptic, I know that. It, it, I remember looking at it and going, that tastes post-apocalyptic. <laughs> it's like Mad Max with a dash yeah. of <laughs> Blood of Heroes. A <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. All the people with misophonia right now are shutting off the... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I never played Twilight 2000. Uh, I actually never played. You should get Twilight 2013 and run a game. 
I, I, based on what you just said, I live it every day. I have to roll to see if I'm like, getting kicked out every day. Roll to see if I got laid off. Oh, <laughs> if it's if it's a gritty game, you'd run it in Mongoose Traveler. That'd be very easy. Because I never played it. I always kind of assumed back in the day that it was a more recent science fiction version of Traveler. Because it had the similar look and feel. Now, it was published by the same people. Mm-hmm. It may have nothing to do with it system wise. I have I, I really don't know. But if it if you want to play if if it was a gritty game where death was fairly fairly common, run it in something like Traveler. If it is a game where death is rare, run it in something like Savage Worlds. And there's I mean Savage Worlds has a ton of post apocalyptic settings. Mm-hmm. They're they should be putting out it. I think they're working on uh, getting the Deadlands Hell on Earth oh. put out too. Mm-hmm. Which that that was out. Is Hell on Earth out? I I bought a PDF of it. Oh, then I guess it's out. Hmm. Like a couple months back. Yeah, it was their post-apocalyptic. Yeah, basically it's, Deadlands setting. Deadlands in the future after everything goes really shitty. Yeah, I've been reading it. It looks pretty cool. Awesome. So there you go. I don't know what what else to suggest. Yeah. Well, there you so so there got you go. Uh, <clears throat> Mongoose Traveler and Deadlands Hell on Earth, yeah, which Deadlands is apparently Hell out. Or any other of the Savage Worlds post. I'm sure someone's got a a Fallout Savage settings for setting for Savage Worlds. There is. A, there's a, a, a. I wonder a, if Twilight a, 2000 has been savaged. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> there, there's a small press company, and I think they're called Sneak Attack Games. I think, I think, I think. And uh, they make this game called Abstract Dungeon, but they also have another Savage Worlds setting which looked very um, post apocalyptic. I wish I could remember more about it. Mm. I'll post something about it on the forums or something, or on my blog, or now maybe is, I'll forget. Is Apocalypse World a post apocalyptic? setting yeah oh absolutely technically yeah or not technically but yeah <clears throat> if you like that kind of hippie games <laughs> sure i've never played it i played dungeon world and it was fun but yeah i i can't see playing a campaign in it yeah i can't i can't get past the rule book which one dungeon Why? world uh dungeon world is what i started with dungeon world way thick motherfucker yeah <laughs> that is a thick book why, why can't you get past it uh, because it, it's a thick uh, book for a fairly simple game yeah it, it has a concept in it which i can't square my head around which one ac yeah. <laughs> no, no no that one i got Thaco, <laughs> ac i got all those no the gm rolls no dice oh and you hate that i like my dice if I sit down yeah. to play a game, I then want to play, play my run. dice. I have spent a lot of money on dice and spent a lot of time organizing my collection. <laughs> and, no, I seriously have. They're in little taco bottles, segregated. I've seen. She's seen it. You know what you need to play is Dogs in the Vineyard. Because you'll get to use all of your dice. That's why Piles I... Piles of them on the table. Wait, you played that or ran that last time? I played time? it. Okay. I played in the, at the last game gone. Right. That's, that's why I like We Savage started World running because, out of dice. Because you have... The whole, except for the D twenty, but that's well covered in. You know, you can reuse them. Like you can't just you don't just roll them once and then throw them out. And get <laughs> no, there How was do you run out of dice? dice. There was times when it, it was like I, I needed I needed a couple more D sixes. Anyone got uh, okay, 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 and you're like borrowing to, to like just because you're rolling that many at a time. These huge pools of dice. It's insane. 
Now, one of the reasons was because we we had a scene where there was a bunch of non-player characters, and there was like twenty-five of them. Okay, it's, it got insane. I, I it's the easy roller dice, the, mm-hmm. right. the set, the, yeah, the, the, the sets. I gave the guy that GM the game one of those sets. I was like, <laughs> here, you need these. <clears throat> Who ran that? I don't remember his name. Okay, I so don't no, remember his name. Not I'm, a happy checks. No, no. It's a fun game. It's a really neat setting. Yeah. The setting sounded really, really cool. Yeah. Not post-apocalyptic, though. No. I can't it's get... more like, like Old I, West I can't Mormon. imagine what the setting actually is based on the name. Like, it's dogs in a vineyard, so it's like a bunch of dogs out in Italy. I guess dog is... is running around. Uh, it's like a religious thing, right? It's, it's a religious acronym it, or something. Well, no, you're... The dog... It... He explained it to us. I don't remember it exactly, but the dogs are basically the watchdogs of God. Right. Yeah, I thought it was Defender of God. I thought that that actually literally stood for that. I never read the... I have the rule book. I have not read it yet. You didn't do the reading? I didn't do the reading. But it is... Yeah, you you are called dogs in the game. Your characters are basically... And you're like lawmen that come in from out of town and make sure that everyone's following the straight and narrow. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's fun game. It really is, and it's kind of old west. And you talk it's like cowboy plays a paladin. Everyone's a paladin. Yeah, it, it's the, another one of those games. What What's time, the pace what like? Sorry, Sam, I just talked over you. How do you mean? I mean, is there a lot of exposition? Is there a lot of role playing? Is it you know? There was an enormous amount of role playing. Combat. Uh, there was a little bit of combat, not a lot. Most of it is trying to convince people that they're not following. The ways of the Lord, and until you come across someone who's engaged in witchcraft, you cannot abide a witch. And, and you then, just murder them. Then you just murder them. Cannot suffer a witch. To cannot live. suffer a witch Can't to live. Witch to li- Although it's not specifically Mormonism, it's the God of Light. I think is what they refer to him as. Game of Thrones. No, <laughs> right? I think right? it's, <laughs> it's it's the God of Light. I think is who you're worshiping, and there's mm. and the symbol is like a tree. Or maybe God of Life, and it's a tree. I don't remember, but uh, I have heard. But it takes place in an area that is right around where Utah is. I bet in you could reskin that right for yeah. like any Coincidentally. religion. Hmm? <laughs> but you could reskin that for any religion. Probably you're the dogs, yeah. but you're like Odinists. The dogs yeah. in the vineyard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs in the promised land, boy. <laughs> So before What's we start that? defending our I listeners, I don't know. I thought it was some kind of tar or something. <laughs> Too late. That reminds me of the first the first Fellowship of the Bling game I ran. Uh, mm-hmm. Porky played the dwarf cleric, and he's like, mm. "Man, everybody always plays dwarves as like Scottish." I'm going to do something different. Is that okay? I'm like, "Sure." And he played him like fucking Jackie Mason. <laughs> 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 I don't know what to do. <laughs> Maybe I'll guess to heal. <laughs> you sound more like the Aardvark. Who was based on Jackie Who, Mason. No, totally, but you sound <coughs> just like the Aardvark. <clears throat> hey, boo-boo. Hey, boo-boo. <laughs> Email from Azertalon. Oh, Azertalon. Fuckers! Oh! I think he sent me a second message saying he was hoping that it would be read by, um... Uh, what's his name? Who? Uh, the guy that does the cooking videos on YouTube. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Christopher Walken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Did you do that? I was trying to make a joke. Fuckers! 
Oh, there's more email. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Page break. <clears throat> uh, okay. On a recent episode that I'm not going to fucking bother citing the number or date of, since drunk old men won't remember anyway, Tyler was talking about the awesomeness of running a Power Rangers campaign. You're I was. terrible walking. <laughs> what? <laughs> Stork loves it. Stork, Stork loves my walking. It is bad. It's not good. I, it's, I, I got Jackie I'm Mason sorry, still I in my head. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. This is indeed awesome and also fucking way unwieldy. I think I think I'm doing Kevin Spacey doing Christopher yes. Walken. <laughs> Listen, just just think of what we need is more cowbell. Uh, you sound like Deckard Kane. What we need is more cowbell. I do a shitty walk. <laughs> my walking is so bad. <laughs> wow, that's the first person to ever disparage my walking. <laughs> How's that for a topper? <laughs> Fucking a, Chris. <laughs> Show up, you correct us, you diss my walking. Yep. I think Tyler's actually hurt now. <laughs> oh, not really. Not really. Much. <clears throat> it's okay, you want a shoulder? <laughs> I have tried this at the table, on paper, and in my head. So here's my outline of problems and solutions that I would love to hear your thoughts. <laughs> Did I ruin Now I, I can't not think about that Saturday yeah. Night Live sketch <laughs> where Kevin Spacey is, is playing Christopher Walken mm-hmm. auditioning for Han Solo. It can make the Kessel Run... <laughs> In less than 12 parsecs. <laughs> <laughs> Getting everyone to agree to play characters is basic with basically the same power set as my first hurdle to get past. <clears throat> this isn't just in Power Rangers, but anything where the genre or source material would make all characters very similar. Like some sort of age-specific furry martial They're not furry, though. <laughs> You get to pick a hat color, the name of an artist, and a melee weapon. Wouldn't go over well in most groups. Could something like Fate with Aspects, Rude But Cool, or Party Dude be the best <laughs> solution? Your your Christopher Walken has totally changed. I haven't done it in a long time. I haven't worked. I haven't watched. It, I haven't seen it voice in anything Your voice either. is too low. You're not, your voice is too low. You're, you're not, not doing swinging the, the enough. Thing. God damn it. You need the swing. Some Morphin, more. in general, summonable armor, enhanced states, alternate forms. <laughs> See? I'm thinking about it too much. I guess all that would work pretty well, but what about further advanced power forms and even the Zords or other mechs that change the scale? Of the ba- I'm thinking too much about the email. To stay with that. Right. Uh, that would cha- might change the scale of the it's battle. It's too important. Also, limits to all these things, time limit, fate, potent total to activate. Um, I don't know fate that well, no. so no. I would never use it for that. Um, I have thought of like system agnostic ways to run the Zords for a Power Ranger thing. Those are the, like the animal forms. Well, they they're giant mechs. That they okay, get. so could they can also combine into one huge thing, and they can right? combine into, like oh, that Voltron. was Voltron. That was also the Power Rangers. Really, they could do that. The Zords would combine into Megazord, who looked yeah. a lot like Voltron. <laughs> <laughs> See, don't correct me. <laughs> I know my Power Rangers, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know why. And finally, <laughs> Gestalt forms. How do you make it fair to everyone to get a turn when all the characters go away for just one big character? I was thinking a set of base stats, stats to start, then having someone make a pilot roll to add his result to the speed, another adds to attack, another to AC, or whatever form defense takes, and make a few other making atta- a few others making attacks with secondary weapons. Bill, Azure Talon on the forums. Um, the way I thought about it was usually... 
when they summoned Megazord and fought, it was a very short fight. It was, turn into Megazord, use the big weapon, everything goes away. So most of the fight would actually be them not in the Zords or in their individual Zords. And then they would form into Megazord. And maybe they'd have to be in the Zords a certain amount of time. Ah, <laughs> Right in the fingertips. <laughs> For those of you listening at home and not watching, Stu just shot me in the pinky with the bottle cap. <laughs> and it was more surprising than painful, but damn. It's a bottle opener that launches the caps. It was a uh, clean shot. Pretty sure that the first... Uh, casualty of that thing was Kimmy's glasses. <laughs> it was. Did you yeah. break Kimmy's glasses? Uh, she scratched oh, Kimmy's glasses with it. <coughs> and I think I shot her in the leg and like cut her calf. No wonder she's not here. <laughs> that was years ago. Um, basically have him be in the Zords for a certain amount of time to generate the power to, to form Megazord and then use one big attack mm -hmm. that everybody would get to roll on and provide bonuses to the roll or something like that. Totally. Basically limit the time that they are in that big gestalt form right, yeah. and let them all have big robots that they get to fly around in any way on their That's, own. That sounds awesome. Awesome. I, I, I've never really, seen you an really, episode of Power Rangers ever, so I have so no excited. idea what you're talking about. I know, I'm like, I think... I have no idea what a sword is. <laughs> it's a big robot that they it pilot. Like, it looks like an animal. It's the like original a, series, it was a... cougar or a tiger. It was a saber-toothed tiger, a pterodactyl. A pterodactyl. A mammoth, a triceratops, and a T-Rex. Wow, you know what all of them were, nerd. Nerd! I watched the shit out of that show, the first season. I couldn't tell you what the other ones are. Nerd! I remember when they when they first changed to uh, because they basically all the footage from the Power Rangers. You know who's a bigger nerd about this than me? Who? Fucking Carol. Oh, yes. oh really? Oh my god, <laughs> she knows so much about Power Rangers. It's ridiculous. It's awesome. But um, they changed from the regular Power Rangers to the Ninja Rangers, where they changed their costumes and their Zords, and I can't remember what they all changed to. It was like. The pterodactyl became a crane. The mammoth became a frog, which makes zero sense. That, that's an unfortunate transition. Uh, <laughs> mammoth became a frog. Yeah, I can't remember what the other ones were. Like a giant frog? Yeah, like it was a giant frog. I can't remember what the other ones were at this point. Paul Carroll. <laughs> I think one of them was a rhino. Yeah, I have her. You want me to get it? No, I don't need Carol. I have the internet. Oh, well, fine. Sorry, It doesn't Carol. matter. Um... But yeah, I don't. Fate might work. We use aspects. But um, and yeah, having everybody play a similar character would be rough. If you're playing something where they basically have superpowers, you could give them all slightly different powers. They wouldn't all have to be teenage martial artists, right? They could all do one thing. <clears throat> Although you can, you can make a whole party of people who are all teenage martial artists. Yeah, as long as you have enough people for them all to fight, so they all get to contribute. Yeah. It's it, it's when the you're not going to have a moment when that one guy is going to shine. Well, can you right, vary their skill set like different martial arts? Yeah, but that's what he talks the, about. The, you know, I mean, depending the, the on the Ninja game system, yeah, a different weapon. <coughs> um, but uh, yeah, if you have enough things for them all to fight, 
Yeah. I just think I think fights would would stagnate. That they'd have to they'd all have to have individual skills that came into play more often than their martial arts. Yeah. You know. Uh, I agree with that. Like in the first character the, in the first series, they, you know, they had Jason who was the leader, Billy who was the the smart scientific one uh, with the glasses. With the glasses, right? Uh, they had Zach, who was the black guy. <laughs> oh God! Right. Yeah. right, Trini, who was the Asian, and then um, Kimberly, who was just the chick. You guys know their names. Label, 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 label. Well, well, literally, that was what differentiated them from the other. It was the eighties. You nineties? Was the nineties? Early nineties. I thought it was the eighties. Yeah. Hmm. I was in like sixth grade when it came out. I think fifth grade. I don't know how old you are. He's way younger than us. Are you? I'll be 30... What year is it? Jesus. I'll be 34 this year. Mm-hmm. I'm 33. Okay. Right. I'm way younger than you guys. <laughs> way younger. I have all my hair. <clears throat> so do I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have all mine. It's in a box. <laughs> Magic items from the mat. Who I'll would like t- to read I'll the mat's email? All right, go. Greetings, douche rockets. Oh, thank you, Ash Talon. Oh yeah, thanks, as you're telling. <coughs> Greetings, douche rockets. I have written you a few times now, but I want to let you know how integral to my day you and your crew are. Since I've gotten back into gaming, I am attacking the hobby with extraordinary passion and verve. <laughs> thanks in a big part to your podcast. Is verve sexual? Is that like a was that like vamping someone? I thought it was a band. That's the know. verb pipe. Oh that's right, the verb pipe. But it is you. You totally, you totally sneak up on somebody and verve them. When right. Not paying attention. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I guess like it's huge on the subways in Japan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like surprise verve. <laughs> like they have to have special no verve no, cards. No verve cards. <laughs> oh. Or you wear special pants so you can't get verved. <laughs> I'm totally lost on where to. Oh, that. You have given. Uh, yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> You have given me a wealth of information to fuel my resolve in becoming a great DM just like you. Aww. Just so you know, I've stopped listening to the other podcasts so I can focus on getting your backlog. Oh, it's getting Rad. serious now. And new shows. The only- and that reminds me, we need to bring back the um, the uh, um, email reading t- trampoline. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> email reading trampoline? Apparently. I own so, a trampoline. Do you? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. So I, I was listening to the back. I have to. I have to cut in with this because this is funny. I'm driving home and I'm, I'm listening to the backlog to catch up. I'm, I'm doing this myself. You're and so diligent about. No, totally. I, I'm on episode uh, season five now. So I've only got like two. So years you've made left. it through the dark time. I did. I thought six was the dark. Time. I don't remember. Three was pretty dark. There were a couple of two hour, two hour plus episodes in there. Oh, six. you haven't gotten to the dark time then. <laughs> six may also. Be we, we pushed four on a couple episodes. And how anyway, much did you so drink on those? what? What? How much did you drink? We on don't those remember. <laughs> they don't remember ending the show. I don't think. <coughs> anyway, so Tappy was talking about doing a show oh. with topless porn stars, right? And and everyone was talking about having them read emails, and Tappy was like, "We want you to read this one again." And Stu said, "Yeah, we want you to read this email. Could you please step over to our reading trampoline?" <laughs> <laughs> and the way he said it. Just I cracked my shit up. I don't remember it. I any laughed of that. so <laughs> hard in my car. I laughed exceedingly. Big Did you big pee? Almost. Okay. Chris just volunteered to bring in a trampoline. Mm-hmm. And I think that also means she's volunteering to read emails on the trampoline. Because <laughs> okay, I mean we don't we don't want to see like Stork reading emails <laughs> on the trampoline. 
You know what? There is a segment of our audience that would like to see Stork read emails on a trampoline. <laughs> really? Sure. His hair I guess everybody is somebody's like... fetish. Absolutely. Yeah. He'd... Hashtag Gamergate! Damn it, wrong one. <laughs> wrong one. Stork's hair is great! <laughs> <laughs> so, getting back to Magic Items from App. Yes. <clears throat> The only other podcast I wanted to do this with was the Thrilling Adventure Hour. Hilarious. I think he wants to go steady. That's okay. He totally right. does, yeah. I'm pretty sure this is a love note. Your laid-back conversational style propels me through my day, and it feels like I'm hanging out with a group of friends, even though I've got shit to do. <laughs> Thank you for all that you do. This buds for you. Okay, enough, fa <clears throat> enough fawning. My question is about magic items. Reading through the 5e DMG, I noticed <coughs> there was a section in magic items about sentient items. I was thinking of an even expanded view upon these to the point of evolving magic items, i.e. items that can grow over time. My thought is this. In-game, have a low-level character <coughs> come across a magic item that doesn't seem to be like the rest. Something simple, maybe like a plus-one sword. Then, when the character levels... Have a new ability added to the sword. Nothing major, just something small. Eventually, as the character levels further, the sword becomes sentient and constantly benefits the character with higher and higher abilities. My question is this. Does this sound like a viable scenario? And do you think this would become too rapey? Also, how would you as DMs handle something like this in your campaigns? Thanks again. Roll on. Matt from Chesterton. Tyler, as our resident 5e expert. Um, I'm really the expert. Yes, you are. You know the book by heart. Give them, give the, give the magic item. <clears throat> don't make it mechanically powerful. Right. Don't be like, well, it's a plus five sword. Oh, and it's flaming now. And it can cast a fireball every other round. Don't do shit like that. Give it abilities that it can do that maybe aren't necessarily related to combat. Uh-huh. Yep. This sword gives me the ability to purify water. Yeah. Yep. This sword, mm -hmm. or give it really conditional powers. Like, this sword gives me these bonuses when I'm protecting innocent people. Like, the magic weapons in your game. Mm -hmm. like, Bill, Bill got, Bill a, got one that a gets, Warhammer that uh, <clears throat> gives him a huge bonus when attacking prone elves. Right, and my, I have the mace that gives me... Uh, <laughs> does extra damage when I uh, have inspiration. <clears throat> right. <clears throat> but, I think um, my daggers are just daggers. Yeah, but your daggers like ret one return. They're badass like daggers. Three, three, three of them, them return. Yeah, but they don't have <laughs> those Bruce, super conditional. Bruce like you can only like use a, it under these circumstances. Kind right. Of things. Well, yeah. you could use them any time, but it would just give you more of a benefit under certain situations. Yeah, I think like his warhammer is like a plus two or a plus three weapon, whatever it is. I don't remember. Right. But if it's against against prone elves, it does like an extra d10 of damage or right. something. It's, it's made it's a, to kill a, elves. Right. Give your magic items a purpose. If you're going to make them sentient, they right. have goals, too. They do. Yeah, exactly. Um, One of the coolest magic items I ever had was in a early edition game. I don't remember if it was first or second edition AD&D. The short sword that glowed blue when orcs were nearby? <coughs> it totally was. That's another ability you could give it that's not game breaking. <coughs> no, but what it did is, it, it was kind of like this. Uh, as I leveled, Right. it also leveled, but it was almost like a full NPC he, uh, the DM, gave it uh, its own personality. Mm -hmm. It only communicated with me telepathically, so it's not like everyone could hear it talking to me. But it had skills, and it knew things, and as we leveled, 
its knowledge of things grew, and it was like um, the equivalent of love of if I uh, made a spot check, he would make a spot check for the sword as well. So it actually became like a full NPC right. companion. That's that's what what <clears throat> like three point five and Pathfinder and and even three point did with with magic weapons, but they also have um, an ego. Yeah, that was real early and too. And that that was made to combat your will save when your goals differed from the weapons. Mm -hmm. Because if you weren't more powerful uh, mentally or emotionally than your weapon, it's going to start controlling you to yep. accomplish its goals. Yeah, can yep. the weapon betray you? <clears throat> I would think that if you if you don't help this, the, the, the weapon accomplish its goals, it's just going to stop working for you. Yeah. Early I, intelligent I so. magic. It's just going to go to sleep. Early intelligent magic weapons also had alignments as well. Right, right. So, like... A chaotic evil sword, something like Stormbringer or something, mm -hmm. would actually take your character over and make you do evil shit. Okay. So yeah, you could do really, really nasty stuff. <clears throat> yeah, I I don't think it's it's going to be game breaking, but it is going to be a major a major plot point sometimes. Yeah. But you know, tr conditional conditional powers and uh, non mechanical powers. You know things like that. Maybe the sword lets him communicate with fish, <laughs> right? Or it makes him empathic with fish, right? Empathic with fish. <laughs> Gosh, it's cold. That fish. I'm swimming in my own pee. That fish is uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> look, I swam past a castle. Oh, yeah, I swam past a castle. Look, I swam oh, past a castle. A castle. <laughs> Did you know there was a castle here? There's a castle here. I swam past a castle. The, the two-second goldfish memory is a myth. It is. I know, but <laughs> it's have like funny. a six-month memory. They have what? Six-month memory. Yeah. But it's still funny. But they figured that out with electric shocks and a light, I'm assuming. I'm sure it wasn't fun for the goldfish establishing that, that that's a myth. <laughs> Mythbusters did. did it by teaching them how to swim through a maze. No kidding. And seeing if they could remember how to do it. And they did. Yeah. And then other studies have actually been more scientific than that, because... Mythbusters isn't real science. No. Dude, but Mythbusters TV. is cool. TV oh, it's awesome. They blow shit up. <laughs> they blow shit up, yeah. Right? They blow shit up, and they teach goldfish to swim through mazes. And epic mustache. <laughs> yeah. My favorite Mythbusters story is the episode they can't air. Ooh. Why? Because their myth was testing uh, the, the myth that the cereal box is more nutritious than some of the cereals in them, like the super sugary cereals. So they had mice in in adjacent cages when they were they made a pellet out of cereal boxes to feed it and the other one got cereal and I guess the one that was being fed the cereal box got so hungry like over a weekend it busted through the cage to the next cage and ate the other mouse did it give it super <laughs> rapid or mice powers? awesome well he, you know he was now strong as two mice but yeah, they're like he, he, Adam Savage talks about it it like talks he says and it was like a cartoon because it was a mouse head its skeleton and its tail. It <laughs> ate everything else. <clears throat> That's awesome. Yeah. And they went. Oh. So if you feed mice cardboard, they become mice zombies. They will eat other mice. Yeah. They become mice. Jesus. <clears throat> That's. Good. That's how the zombie apocalypse is going to start. Exactly. People are start mice. eating their cereal boxes. <laughs> Next thing you know, brains. Exactly. Why I still game at my age, fifty-four, from Dason? Cause it's awesome. End of email. Can read it? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, sure. I have been thinking a lot about why I am still in this hobby lately. What holds a 54-year-old man's interest in a hobby that is traditionally for younger people? The only answer that I can come up with is this. 
I was invited to play in a War of the Dead game by my longtime GM, Eric. He said that I would be per perfect fit for the game because I really love the zombies. I agreed to play, but only if he played in the game also. He was not the GM for the game. Savage Worlds was the system. I decided to base my character on my real-life deceased grandfather, Robert, quote, Pop, quote, Therian, a retired machinist who was taking a cruise to keep a promise that he made to his since-deceased wife. Well, Pop was the hit of the cruise. Everyone just instantly loved him. I played Pop just like I remember him. He was a down-to-earth, no-nonsense type of guy. Eventually, the breakout occurs, and everyone is fighting for their lives. Pop takes a newlywed couple under his wing because they remind him of his wife and he at that age. They join up with a group that includes Eric's character. Things go from bad to worse as the group is running down a hallway of the ship with the zombies gaining. Pop grabs a gun and makes a stand at a pinch point, allowing the rest of the group to escape. Eric's character sees Pop fall to the zombies. Eric pulls his gun and releases Pop from his torment. There were several moments of dead silence from all the players as we all processed what had just happened. That was the most emotional moment I have ever had playing these games. I still chase moments like th that in every game I play, so that's why I still play these games. Please take a drink, take a drink from my hero, Pop. Your fellow douchebag, Ron Pulliam, Dason on the forums. P.S. I am getting back into home brewing. Any good ideas for a first batch? Not an IPA. Not an IPA. Everyone makes IPAs. Go for an ordinary pale ale. Try to make a good, clean pale ale. It's a very basic form, and right. it's it, it, it. But you have to have all of your technique right to do it well. Like Corona. That, that's a good no. <laughs> no, Corona's a lager. No, I know. I vote I'm for aware brown. of that. You can do a brown, but browns can hide some problems. Mm. If you a pale ale, you're not get. If your sanitation's bad, if your balances and your between your hops and and your and your uh, maltiness are off, you're gonna know because it's a it's a, a, a go for some way to get good at brewing. Yes, and then yes. when you when you've mastered that, you can go do other things. Yeah, mm. gotcha. How hard is that? Like karate kid thing. Uh, they're not that hard. I mean, it's a matter of following the. Once you get past a few, this isn't the homebrewing show. Once you get, yeah, you're right. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Once you get past sanitation, because sanitation is critically important, because your beer gets infected and then it sucks. Um, once you get past that and you understand basic techniques and, uh, Learn patience. It's just a matter of following the recipes. The, the best way to make a hef, you get you get your carboy and your vapor lock, and uh, a big pot, right? Because you have to sterilize all of it. You put it, fill the pot with water, and get it boiling. Uh, and then you throw all that shit away. Go to the store and buy some hef. <laughs> <laughs> you will hate your life a lot less. <laughs> because apparently, once you start home brewing, it like takes over your life. Mm-hmm. I quit. I, I'm I'm thinking about doing it again. I don't know if I will. I don't, don't really have the bandwidth for it anymore. Yeah, but it, it is fun. And it's a very rewarding hobby, and you get this cool like keg of beer by yeah, the time yeah, you're yeah. done. But <clears throat> it does take over a, a, a large amount of space. I mean, look at look at Charlie. Oh yeah, <laughs> fucker runs a brewery now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't even know if he works there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think he does stuff for him. That was Sven. 
Oh, okay. His buddy that started that one. But we know a couple of home brewers who have become brewers, like proper ones, Pico breweries. Proper. <coughs> hmm? Proper. Yeah, I, I know a guy who, who runs a, a brewing club and has written a couple of books and all that stuff, and that, that's, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. What's a Pico brewery? It's smaller than a microbrewery. Really? Yeah. That's a thing? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Huh. Now you know. I, and knowing is half the battle. So if you know twice as much, you never have to fight so at all. So does anyone have anything to say to Ron about the rest of his email? Mm-hmm. I, I took a drink for him. That's an awesome story. I like... I, ca- I can't say anything about our last Star Wars game. Yeah. Because there was a moment where it's like... Is it is it an actual pay that you're gonna? Yeah, it, it, oh. when it when it comes out after it's been out for a week or two, we can probably talk about it. But there was a, a there couple, was there was some moments in that game <clears throat> where it was like, wow, this might go completely differently than I had imagined. This, it. this shit is gonna go so fucking sideways. And then it's like, who's gonna take the hit? And then, and at one point, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one who's gonna take the first shot. Somebody had to do it, and then everyone <clears throat> followed suit and known what to do, but. Is this Bill's Star Wars? Yeah, game? Star yeah. Wars Traveler. Yep. It's, okay. I I just I can't say though. God damn it! But that didn't it ended up not happening. But there have been a couple of times when I've had characters who it's like, and, and I, there in, in my old GURPS games that I used to run, there would there were times when a player would, would lay his character's life down in a situation so that everyone else could get away, and it's a very poignant moment when that happens. Hmm. Anytime, any time you have a game where there's where character death is rare and a character death occurs, it's usually kind of poignant at some mm-hmm. point or another. I don't know. I heard it had a great funeral in the in the Star Wars game. Yeah, oh. were you? Did you not? I wasn't at that session. Oh yeah. Wow, Jason has a lot. To she had say. a character die halfway through the. Because I mean, we basically finished the first uh, story arc. Story arc, and Stu's character died halfway through it. Brash Xanax. Brash Xanax. <laughs> he really? was a stormtrooper. And it was. Yeah. He got he got shot the fuck. I'm annoyed. <laughs> I'm annoyed by that because it's not like it's it wasn't like super heroic. The no, it was not just at like, all. Oh, we got in a firefight, and I and firefights in Traveler are fucking lethal. Yes, they are. Usually, we just roll better than the NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't you roll a new character like during the game and no, go no, back no. in? No, oh, no, no, no. I, I okay. That, that that was very close to the end of the session when my character died. Okay. I think I started rolling my character then. Right. But I think I finished rolling it at home that okay. night. Um, <clears throat> and Confession my, time. My new character is far more mercenary. Confession time. I've never had a character die. Really? Really. I've had... So you've been playing the D&D game, huh? What's that? You've been playing the D&D game? I do. We all died in a hero, but the undead thing... Yeah, yeah, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. That's not like like hand over your character sheet. No. No, no, no. That was was actually, you died, now here's more shit. Exactly. Now you're this. I haven't had that many die. Um, I've never had a D&D character die. No. I've seen some amazing character deaths, though. Uh, but yeah, the only the, the characters I've mainly had die have been um, vampire and werewolf LARP characters. I had a, a character called Highlander who was a brick in Champions, mm-hmm. and uh, 
he died. He got blown up when uh, the Black Beetle hit the switch to blow up all of the explosive on explosives on his beetle belt. <laughs> and uh, I think that's it. That and Brash. I think the only two characters that have died. I had a character that had to retire because he got kicked out of the party. <laughs> Was that? Uh, I had a character that did that. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Yeah. I was. I wanted to say Osmandius for some reason. <laughs> I had a character get kicked out of a party because uh, I was playing a rogue, and I stole I stole shit, but not from the party. They just couldn't handle that. I like, we needed we needed a, a pearl to cast a spell, and I'm like, oh, I'll go get that. And they're like, oh, you have money. I'm like, yeah, I'll go get that. I'll go get that. <laughs> I'll, I'll so I went that. and got it, and then like they figured out that I had stolen it and they're like we can't have you with us if you're going to steal Jeez. I'm like fuckers my character she says chaotic neutral <laughs> <laughs> and rogue chaotic neutral and rogue <laughs> but then later that on that used to be like, the, the, that character class used to be called thief it did yeah <laughs> yeah thief all right there's a thread right now i think on on the in the forums of in one sentence tell, describe your your greatest character death or uh, your most entertaining character death. And I put, not my character, but we probably should have just bought the Stormtrooper armor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the Q&A, I've asked this a couple times, but no one checks the Q&A. Aha! I am now. <laughs> New D&D 5 Adventure Path lets the players trek to the Underdark and help Dridst find... Uh, help help what? Dridst. Dritz. Like Dritz no, was, is this in 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 Princes of the Apocalypse? The I don't know Elemental Evil one. Oh, I hope it's not because I'm supposed to be playing in that. It helps Dritz save the day and fight the darkness. New Happy Jacks AP? Question mark. I don't run pre-made adventures. If not someone else I'm, wants to, I'm not fond of doing AP doing adventure paths or or pre-mades as actual plays. Except for the only one I would ever—I don't think it's a good idea. Weeby goblins or Weeby goblins too, because those are one shots and they're hilarious. <laughs> right, but um, I don't know. I I think spoiler wise, it's it, yeah, it's I don't think it should happen because it's a it's a game that other people might be playing and and you run into the what's legal and what's not with using their product that way. I don't think anyone would have a problem with it per se, but I mean, can you imagine if you were in like? A mass of Nyarlathotep came, which is, uh, uh, that's the, uh, sorry, Nyarlathotep. Is that better? <sighs> Nyarlathotep. <laughs> Ignorant HP. Tim is so people. disappointed. <laughs> so disappointed. Actually, if you go back to the original Arabic, it could be Nyarlathotep in Egyptian. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, but uh, if you fucking nerd, <laughs> but I mean, Lovecraft's my hero, man. That's really he's also super racist. Yeah, he was. He yes. totally. Oh my god, he's. Totally you ever racist. read uh, Herbert West Reanimator? Uh, yes. Yeah. Where he look at this description of a of an African American man in that book. Uh, uh, that that actually shows up. <laughs> I think he just copy pasted that into a number of different stories. <laughs> But if you imagine that you're playing in that year-long campaign, and you know someone's like, "Oh yeah, I listened to an AP of that," and yeah, th right. it's this. Yeah, yeah, that would suck. <laughs> Endings suck. Email from Jason. It's you're going to be me. reading for like a year and a half, by the way. We're going to break this up. Ooh. Hey, douchers. Endings suck. Let me back up for a second. 
Okay. Trying to craft a satisfactory story ending, story ending, to a campaign, and then handing it all. Ha- and then handing all narrative control over to your players sucks. Excuse me. I just like wrapped a car starting. What? Your car sounded like a. Oh, goat. you should hear me when I get going. <laughs> my stomach is bad, and it makes the lion sound. <laughs> I can't do it. It's, it's just something that an interaction between my vocal cords and my gut. And it just happens. It's insane. It's like a built-in reverb. And it and it's not actually a belch, as in gas is leaving my mouth. It's gas moving between these weird pocket chambers within <laughs> my intestines. Could you just not? <laughs> All of that. You've just heard it. Not. It's like that. Probably. It's a weird noise, but it's not a burp. But stuff's moving around. Please stop talking. Uh, and when it happens, it's like, it's like a pressure gets left off. Seven, I think, is probably the best example of it. <laughs> I think and those are like super satisfying phone. too because it's like pressure release oh yeah and then you know you got about 15 minutes and you gotta get to the john <laughs> <laughs> this is your first warning ow <sighs> alright um, and then handing over narrative control to the players sucks I just wrapped up a campaign with my first ever attempt at an actual story slash plot ending I let the players know that this was the last session it was going and I was going and it was going to try to tie things together. I was pumped. An actual conclusion. Not just running out of steam or losing interest in the campaign that fades into obscurity. A little background. Now you just backed up and now we're having the background. Okay. Now I see why this was a long email. It was a dungeon world game. Running the old Temple of Temple of Elemental Evil AD&D module set in Greyhark that was off the rails from the start. Long story short, this last session involved the PCs looking for a cure to a death curse that plagued them after they swore allegiance to an evil wizard and then betrayed and killed her in the next session. Well, that was stupid. Yeah. Along the way, they had befriended a succubus who showed them succubus mm. who showed them <laughs> the entrance to the ruins that supposedly oh, she housed... showed them an entrance, all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> showed them an entrance to the ruins that supposedly housed the magical fountain that could cure their curse. That reminds me of my first RPGA game. <laughs> The GM threw a drow priestess at us, and the, everyone else at the table was just like, oh my god, fucking stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna spank her. Oh, really? <laughs> There's a 12 year old at this table. Was she wearing a chainmail bikini? <laughs> Somebody asked that. <laughs> of course they did. I had sketched out two possible end game ideas for that session. The fountain is cursed, but they could attempt to make a cure that would then require the cure to be ingested by the most trusted friend of their choosing. That friend would then transform into some sort of curse demon they would have to destroy. Or, two, the succubus could offer them an escape from mortality if they would pledge their lives to a Tanari 
Is that Tanari? Mm-hmm. Yes. God, and fight in the Planescape Blood War, thus turning them into petitioners roaming the multiverse. See, that would have been a great ending, but then the players would want to continued playing in the, in the Planescape yeah, in game. The blood or, war. Yeah, yeah. Which is... Planescape was one of the best things that TSR ever did. Because yeah. it was like, now you can use every D&D book you have. Yeah. Was that what was, was the other fun, one? Though. What was the other one that did that? Um, Spelljammer. Oh, Mistara was the uh, Mistara was the everything that they had that, that didn't fit into another universe went to Mistara. Yeah, but but Mistara was uh, it, it was more along the lines of a a generic fantasy world. It was a it was a everything but the kitchen sink thrown into one fantasy. It was setting. their idea dumping ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right. Spelljammer was the other one that let you connect different but settings. Spelljammer, yeah, and and Planescape was Planescape was the Everything you could ever want. <clears throat> also, this one isn't of the best computer, computer games. Was it? Planescape Torment. Was no, one because of the best video games. John ever. from Sweden is on the next page. John from Sweden. I love that guy. Yeah, John my hero. from Sweden. So what happened? Of course, none of the above. The PCs found the cursed fountains, but dismissed it because it was cursed, and they didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> It was also dis- they, they, it, they also dismissed the succubuses uh, offer because the multiverse sounded weird and the blood war sounded dangerous. No <laughs> shit, <laughs> really? Uh, guys, I don't think we should go to this blood war thing. It sounds like we might not be back for a while. It has the, the word blood in it. The might blood be shooting. war sounds multiverse dangerous. sounds also dangerous. <laughs> In the end, they plowed through a bunch of my big bad monsters <laughs> with the most insane number of crits I've ever seen rolled in a single session, found an underground path that led to the doorstep of the much-ignored Temple of Elemental Evil, So dirty. and, <laughs> and battled a peasant-turned... Now, is it Lich or Lick? Lich. 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 It is Lich. Lich. Even I know that. Lich. It's Lich. It's Lich. I bought Lich. that Lich of Phylactery. <laughs> Liches love phylacteries. It's my favorite, my favorite thing ever. <clears throat> and I can tell you that because there's no G's in it. It's just lich. There's no G's. Just lich. Okay. <laughs> Is it what? like? No, it's lich. <laughs> not lich. <laughs> no, it's not German. <laughs> it's the ja, ja wis the lich. Sie lich. They're Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't we make that joke in the Vampire Hunter game? <laughs> oh, I don't know. We never did. <laughs> yeah, she is a lich. She's a lich. <laughs> Who was hell-bent on revenge after the PCs basically killed an entire village, including his family, earlier in the campaign. How, they, how does a peasant become a lich? I thought that required study and magical well, power. Well, maybe the peasant be- turn- became a mage through study and hard work. And that became a lich after that? Okay. Yeah. Alright. It could be. Yeah, just just because he's a peasant doesn't change You don't have upward mobility station. in your campaign worlds? Peasants no. Are always peasants. Peasants are pe- peasant. Once a Glass peasant, ceiling. always a peasant. Yeah. Really? Mm. No, I don't know. I've never thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they steamrolled the lich and his minions... And the game ended, what, including the family early in the game. In the, yeah, that's right. Uh, PCs still cursed. P- PCs still cursed and standing in front of the telemental that pulsed what? with ethos. What? Telemental. what? <laughs> the temple. In I've front been of the temple P- that pulsed with evil. Thank you. <laughs> 
Drink more. Uh, all right. For all intents and purposes. What does that mean? For all intents and purposes. At least you wrote it for, right, rather for, than for, intensive for, purposes. For, for, for right. everything that matters, for every intent and purpose that you're about to use the following for. Okay. This session and the whole campaign was a huge success. Every game was a crowd pleaser. And that is the fucking point. Right. Yep. Uh, including the last session from the PC's point of view. And I learned a ton as a GM. Rolling with the PC's decision and letting the story go where they wanted it to. Fuck yeah. Uh, but in the end, the storyteller in me can't help but feel let down. Oh, the plans I had. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I, can I stop you here real quick? Yeah. I guess. You For all did. intents and purposes, this session and the whole campaign was a huge success. But Every game was a crowd pleaser. It's awesome. I loved it. This was awesome. I learned how to yes and... But the storyteller in me can't help but feel like... No, the novel writer in you. No, it's not a conflict. You can say, it was great, but I would have liked more of this thing. Sure. I can have a good meal and go, God, that would some bacon would have made that better. My point, though, though, is that he told the story. And for all... Intensive purposes. But it didn't end Don't the way say he that. <laughs> You're did just you say being intensive mean. purposes? I, I did. Just to piss On me purpose. off. Punch yourself in the face. My grandmother punches herself in the face harder than that. But, <laughs> uh, well, I, whatever. Anyway, I, I didn't mean to derail the email. I just. He did tell a great story, but it didn't end the way he wanted it to. He had plans. So he didn't get to tell. And his he does story. recognize the fact that it was a success because the players had fun. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's important. Um, oh, the plans I had. The worlds they could have visited. Maybe this is just me complaining to a group of GMs who would get it. The lack of control. The abandonment of your own brilliant ideas for the greater gaming good. But it still hurts. Kind of. Gotta kill your babies. <laughs> yep. Being that I was all... That it was... Being that it was also my first attempt to tie together eight months of storylines together, I read that correctly. Yes, you did. All right. <laughs> I had some difficulty trying to weave in nuggets of an overarching arching. plot. Arching. He wrote arching. Arching. Should be arching. arching. But he wrote arching. I know. <laughs> I'm editing on the fly. <laughs> Something travels, it's an arc. If it's stationary, it's an arch. So the question is this, colon. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) What are your tips for tying together plots at the end of the campaign? Where is the middle ground between satisfying ending between satisfying ending and PC control? Will the GM ever be satisfied with the end where he or she knows all the variable possibilities and and the the PCs ignored them? Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Casey right now. Do it. Nope. Get over it. Yep. <laughs> Question solved. Next email. <laughs> <laughs> well, that these have to ask yourself. Well, let me finish in the note. P. P. S. Bonus question: What were the best and or the worst campaign endings you've experienced as a GM on the GM side of the screen? Thanks for being a GM shoulder. I can selfishly cry on and keep up the killer podcast. Ing. Ing. <laughs> <laughs> you have to ask yourself why you GM. Mm-hmm. Are you GMing to tell a story or are you GMing to facilitate fun for your players? Exactly. 
Because if you're d- jamming to tell a story, your story, write a fucking book. Just write, write a book. Yeah. Or write a write a module. Yeah. There you go. Let somebody else play it and ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, r- write your own version of Temple of Elemental Evil and then yeah. turn it in. And add tech on that succubus. Tying together <laughs> tying together plots. <laughs> um you don't necessarily have to. Sometimes things just happen. Yeah. And there's un- unanswered questions are fine. You know, at yeah. work, I don't I don't need my manager to remind me of a meeting we had 2 months ago because there was a question that didn't get answered during it. No. Sometimes things get go unanswered. If you really balls get dropped. <laughs> Age will do that. <laughs> oh. Boys, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what fixes that? High fisherman pants. <laughs> Thai fisherman. Like, Plenty from Thailand? swing free there. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen them? No. Oh, you, you're gonna. It's gonna... It's gonna... Do you own a pair? <laughs> Fuck yeah, I own a pair. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, if there's a question... If there's a plot that you f- really feel needs to be revisited because the players didn't resolve it, bring it back up. But you don't have to tie everything together. No. Not everything fits together. Right. It's and not fucking yeah. Twin Peaks. And you, you can end you can end your campaign with a bunch of unanswered questions. Mm-hmm. And maybe a f- few years later, hey, let's let's start that game up. Whatever happened with that? Oh yeah, we guys never figured out what that was. Or if you have all these unanswered questions and the players are like, hey, what about this? Write a fucking story. Yeah. yeah. Let them read what happened when <laughs> once they were out of the picture. A Postscript or right? What epilogue? Epilogue. 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 Um, but yeah, you, you're you're never going to end the game you want because you are not in control of it. Yeah, uh, you pulled a Casey a minute ago, but uh, that's almost the right answer. Yep. What are your tips for tying together plots at the end of the campaign? Don't. If your players don't follow up on those plots, let them go. It's a great, awesome game, and everybody has fun. And the game actually ends. Your game actually ends. You get to the point where you go, yeah, that was rad. We're done now. That's awesome. Yeah. That's totally awesome. Mm-hmm. I have, in all of my years, I've played in one game that actually finished. Hmm. That we got to the point where the GM said, that's it. That's the whole game. We're done. And uh, I, I still to this day don't know if we did everything that he had in mind. But it was awesome that it finished. And it was awesome what happened. And most players are going to forget the plot hooks they forgot in. They right that got past yeah. them anyway. And how pissed off will you be if you're like, if you sh- if you have an NPC that shows up and you're like, it was Walter, and they're like, who? And you're like Walter, the yeah. NPC uh, carriage attendant that you kicked three years ago, and he came back to get Walter. It's fucking Walter, guys, <laughs> and they're like, oh, all right. Yeah, we don't actually yeah. remember who that is. Yeah, who Walter is? Um, the the best or worst. G- uh, campaign ending as a GM. The best for me was when I ended like a uh, it's like a four year uh, werewolf LARP campaign. I decided to run an apocalypse, mm, basically, mm-hmm. and I killed everybody. Me <laughs> and me and four four other narrators were like, "Here's what's going to happen. If they win, they win. If they don't, they die." And in one, it was like a seven hour game. We killed every last PC. Apocalypse was that the like the Gehenna? Uh, Gehenna, vampire? yeah. It was okay. the end. So it was the end of the old world yeah. of darkness. Yeah. 
and we, we ran it and, and murdered everyone and the worm one and I think that that's kind of the point of that whole time of judgment with yeah. just to kill everybody and yeah and they, the they published yeah. books for for yeah. all of their their end scenarios I had Gehenna yeah and they were not good is that what you put in your hair to make it red Gehenna <laughs> yes. no that's just Henna um. I, I, actually that's got a G in it so I obviously don't know how to pronounce it is that right Gehenna I think so. I think. Uh, did I do that one right? <laughs> Steve, no, it's Jehenna. Jehenna. It's not Jehenna. <laughs> <laughs> no, in that case, it's Jehenna. <laughs> it's like the scene from Big Bang Theory where they're talking about if it's GIF or JIF. It doesn't matter. GIF. It's unimportant. It's GIF doesn't because matter. it's a graphic. Doesn't matter. Image file. Doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> And the joke they made was, oh, well, the guy who created the, the format says it's Jif. And he says, you're the guy or the Jai who invented it? <laughs> <laughs> Do we know these people? Gibbering sure or gibbering mouther? Huh? Gibbering mouther or gibbering mouther? It's gibbering. It's right. Gibbering. It's gibbering. Gibbering. It's gibbering jamer. It's gibbering jamer. What's the name of the blog? Gibbering gamer. It's supposed to be funny. We have one more email. Can I read it? Yes. Okay. John from Sweden. John from Sweden. You have to read Danish, it. But I'm also part Swedish, so I can read this. I'm allowed. Do it in your best Swedish accent. No. You have to. I'm not going to. Oh, come on. I'm not going to. Hello, happy jackaronis and jackarets. <laughs> I've been listening for about three years now and enjoying the show. I wanted to share gaming horror stories. Oh, that's my favorite. Oh. This is a long ass email. You're in for a treat. Oh, yeah. Why series and not story? Because it is more than one, of course. <laughs> also, since I am from the work work land of Sweden. <laughs> oh, you even got the little umlauts over the I thing. I know. I'm so happy How right the hell now. do you do that? I love it. Is that a special key on his keyboard in Sweden? <laughs> it's an alt key command. Is it? Yeah. You can, I could do that? It's like you yes, hold that. Yes, uh, we all it's, can. Um, we you mean I can spell Spinal Tap correctly and I yes. haven't for all these years? <laughs> it's like Open Apple. I don't know what, the, I don't know what it is. Can you put them over anything or yes. only over O's? It's Alt, it, 1, 6, whatever. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a keyboard shortcut Only over vowels. No. What's it in Spinal Tap? Uh-uh. Not just Spinal only Tap vowels. doesn't have one. Yeah, Spinal Tap has Zoom Love. But it's, over, but it's over something it's not supposed to be over, which is the joke. Like a P? <laughs> And now Stork, or Stu is Googling. Stork. This is my be Googling. This is important. Stu is Googling. Images. Oh, come on. Don't show me pictures. Show me the, yeah, it's over the end. It's over the end? Really? Spinal tap. That would be an enye. Can I go? I'm sorry, yes. But no, but it's umlaut. It's not a tilde. Right. Okay. And I know you can't do a bork, bork dialect i would be happy if you read this in canadian i i got nothing guys you got canadian before the drink eh <laughs> drink, now on to the story wait drink 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 Shh. i don't have a, get a I, drink no i don't have a drink i'm not going to open yeah. a brand new bottle for one email why not because oh wait, well here i don't have a shot i don't have to yeah shot. <laughs> i'll do shot, a shot. shot shot where's the i might not have to drive i, I don't think there's anything in that <laughs> Oh, that's got stuff in it. Oh, how long has it been there, though? He's going to drink it it's, from a teeny tiny it's barrel. whiskey in an oak cask. What do you mean? It doesn't matter how long it's been there. The longer, the better, pal. <laughs> All right. I'll take your word Tim, for it. Tim, we're drinking now because 
John from Sweden told us to. I'm all out. Well, do something about We're that. We're going to drink some whiskey, apparently. Oh, no, I can't do whiskey. Oh. What? It'll hurt your tummy? Tim has oh, a very delicate system. Diet. You're going to drink a Diet Coke. It'll make him repeat. It'll make him repeat. <laughs> It'll make him repeat? All right, I got some whiskey now. All right, ready? Is it Canadian Club? Because uh, that would be there. appropriate. It's probably not. I don't think you drink Canadian Club. All the cool kids are drinking. Uh, all the cool kids are drinking. One of us. Is two beers. It smells oh, good. Tim had two beers. Wow. Three. It's like three a real grown-up. Hey, I don't know. Try it. See if it's good. Yeah. Next time I'll bring my fire I believe it's I love that like half of it's Dewar's White Label, but it's been in there for like six months. Because that's that, that cask is fired inside. Yeah, it's very it turn out? very oaky. Can try it? Is there any left? Okay. But not, there's a little in there. But beer and wine. May, may I smell it first? Whiskey and wine are feeling fine. Beer and whiskey. Smell that so am I taking over in a Canadian accent? I can't do Canadian, so if you Now on to the story. It. Tis a story similar to those of abusive relationships. About five years ago, a new player GM moved to town. Let's call him Crane. He is a good GM. I can't say anything about that, except that he is a bad person, eh? But I mean that in the nicest way possible, because I'm Canadian. <laughs> Game on! <laughs> well, whiskey's really helping. Whee! <laughs> it began like most stories, where we were a group of four players and a him as a GM, and we played a Swedish RPG called Eon. You're doing very well with a Canadian, by the way. At first, it was all good. Is it better than walk-in, eh? eh? Much better than your walk-in. He was inspired, oh and the stories were good and inclusive, and all players got... I don't know what word that's supposed to be. part of the game? What? W-U-A-L. Wool part, U- part, yeah. part, part of the game. Still on the first page? Is that a no, Swedish okay. thing? Where? Wool. 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 Anyone? Wool. Wool. All players got wool part of the game. To be. To be? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a phone look? type. Oh, yeah. That's okay. a phone type. Oh, yeah. Then that's he found his favorite. Type. Let's call him Andy. Okay, he's Andy. Hi, Andy. The rest of us players started to realize that everything in the campaign started to circle around Andy. Every problem that we encountered could only be solved by him, and he was the only wizard in the group. Even things that clearly was set up as challenges for the other classes, Night Ranger and Rogue, every single magical doohickey we... Doohickey. <laughs> doohickey. <laughs> I just cracked myself up saying doohickey with Canadians. <laughs> Every single magical doohickey we found on only suited him. <laughs> that is such a Swedish way of spelling only. It is. Only. It has a bonus E on the end. <clears throat> only, only suited him. And every time Andy's character was in danger, Deus Ex Game Master, eh? <laughs> <laughs> After about half a year, we started losing it. <laughs> losing. Losing. Losing it. Losing I'm, it. I'm, I'm impressed you went with a boot. Good Why job. wouldn't they say a boot? He's doing really well with the you candy. You a boot. We told him that we felt left out. Left out. We <laughs> left out. We tried. We tried to make him see the errors of his ways. We said, "Hey, man, I'm sorry." Sorry. After we, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. After we told him, he canceled the campaign straight out. <laughs> wow. He said, "Sorry, guys, closing up shop." <laughs> About half a year later, we started another campaign. Werewolf. Yes. In another setting. And with three of us from whom the old game, th- what? And with three of us from the old game and go. two new players, I was hesitant at first since Andy was in this new group, but thought that Crane maybe bettered himself. The new game started out good. We played for about half a year. Game was inspired. Every character had their own storylines in the game. Then it all went south again, eh? 
after a short summer break. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, we were back in hell again. Every single plot point of the game started to center around Andy again. Every single conflict or problem could only be solved by fighting. Andy played a fighter. Even challenges clearly aimed at other classes turned out to only only turned out only could be solved by the miracle that was the fighter, Andy. Again, we talked to Crane about the problems. After that, he <laughs> said he would not GM the campaign anymore. What a little bitch, right? I'm sorry, but fuck. God, what a princess. It was canceled straight out. <clears throat> After this, there was a break for about a year. During this time, Crane and Andy played a game with another group without any one of us old players, eh? I don't know the details, but I know that the game was canceled after about half a year and the group dissolved. <clears throat> after the second campaign died, the old gang, me and the... You <laughs> 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 misread it, but it still sounded it's right. It's awesome. I didn't misread it. He That's how it spelled. That is how he spelled after it. Te, it's after the second te. campaign like died. Te a year yes. after the second campaign died, the old gang, me and the rest were approached for a new campaign. One where we all played Knights, Pendragon. I was a bit worried after being burned twice, but I thought, maybe he bettered himself. Oh, fool me once, eh? <laughs> <laughs> this new game started out good. We played for about a year. All the characters got equal parts of the story. However, after a while, it became obvious that something went awry, was awry again. Pendragon is a deadly game. PCs often die, if not from wounds, but from old age. How the fuck long did you play? So Lokio on the... On the uh, chat room says, and then Crane and Andy made out. Yeah, <laughs> kiss, 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 and <clears throat> blanked in the closet. <laughs> mm. Pendragon, Tyler. It's an old BRP game that they goes age. Through, yeah, it goes through life cycles. Oh, okay, okay. You can use that can one. You can use the one and the other one if you don't want to get it picked up on the mics. Or you can go right there if you want, and we'll deal with it tomorrow. It is not the worst thing that has happened on this couch. <laughs> Sabor soldier died on that couch. <laughs> so I hear. Because uh, it's uncomfortable. PCs often die, if not from wounds, but from When old he age. sat down, he was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I often find that my left butt cheek goes numb after sitting on this couch too yes, long. It's not. I think that's like really? an alignment thing with my back, too, that makes that no, side the, go numb. The Civil War soldier was shot in the left butt cheek. You didn't know that's that? That's how he died. Is yeah. my butt haunted? It is. <laughs> It's, it's the haunted it's wood slat. <laughs> Tyler's ass is haunted. Badass! Pixar didn't happen. There's a large mouse or a small rat in Stu's kitchen. <laughs> you gonna go shake it? <laughs> For those of you listening at home, Stu just picked up a fucking cavalry saber. Stu just picked up a cavalry saber to go kill a mouse in his kitchen. A mouse in his. Kitchen. This is exciting. Where's the whiskey? <laughs> I think he finished, and I think oh, he talked. Probably to all that. done. All right, maybe I'll but get yeah, back to the email. But Pendragon is a it's a it's a BRP game, mm -hmm. uh, but instead of being percentile based, they ratcheted everything down to twenties. Okay. Um, but it's almost identical to like Call or RuneQuest. Uh, uh, and, and you go through you go through phases in and everybody ages a certain yeah. amount. Oh, okay, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it's kind of like Traveler, except not in character creation. Uh, yeah, except it's throughout the game you do oh, that, okay. and and you. Uh, it's been so long since I played Pendragon, but I believe you can continue it through like your sons and so on and so forth. So you can pass down your holdings to your your next of kin when you get too old and stuff. 
Dude, no, Lokio is right, dude. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. They are going to make out. So anyway, go Who ahead. off and die, if not for moons, yeah. but from old age. When the rest of us players, five in total, had died about three or four times each, Andy's PC was still alive, rarely took damage, and every year when he rolled the stat losses for old age, you guessed it, Deus Ex Machina. I don't know how to say that with a Canadian accent. Andy's PC was invulnerable. For instance, in one battle against Berserkers, Crane accidentally rolled a critical hit against Andy. He stalled for a bit, then rolled a damage. Andy's PC would die. He stalled again, taking a break in the middle of the fight. About ten minutes later, we resumed. Then he had made up a new rule and said that if a PC is attacked while on horseback, the GM would secretly roll wow. a die to see if the PC or the horse is hit. Of course, the horse was hit with a killing blow. Funnily enough, the rule was later forgotten, and when another player once asked about the rule, the GM said he didn't want to use it anymore. After several similar instances when Andy's PC was saved by secret rolls, we said that we wanted to talk to Crane. We all had a serious talk, and we said that we had enough of the way Crane always put Andy in the center and made him the favorite in the game. He promised to better himself. A few months later, the Pendragon game resumed for one session. After that, he canceled the campaign, or so he said. I found out some time later that he had continued the game with entirely new players and Andy. They played for about two months and then the game was canceled. Probably because the other players were like, dude, you're favoriting Andy. Dude, you're giving him a hand job. I have not played with either Andy or Crane now for two years, but they are happily married with (laughs) two kids. (laughs) (laughs) No, it doesn't say that. I'm sorry. Finally, I got out of of this abusive relationship group. I play regularly with other members of of, of the groups and we have never had a game die out, not even once. Now drink again and keep on being awesome. John from Sweden. Bork, bork. Dude, that... Wow. Three times you let him do that to you. Wow. That... You're all, he can change. Uh He loves us. (laughs) He won't beat me next time. The first time, I deny you. The second time, I deny you. The third time, I deny you. My PC died again. Oh, no, I I walked into a door. That's crazy. I heard that. No. I got hit, I hit a doorknob. I fell. Oh, that's to, right. Yeah, to, I don't know. Uh, I walked in. This isn't a bruise. That's not a black eye. I oh, walked no. in the door. Yeah. I actually, I, 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 uh, I dated a girl once who was she was brushing her teeth in the bathroom, and our cat jumped up on the counter and scared her, and she pulled the toothbrush out of her mouth to yell, and then went and jabbed herself, <laughs> and jabbed herself in the eye with a toothbrush, gave herself a black eye, and her eye was all swollen and red from the toothpaste getting in there. She went to work that day and uh, came home and was like. Uh, I don't think you can come to a work function for a while. Because <laughs> I told them I hit myself with a toothpick. And they're like, brush. you need to talk? And she's like, oh, no, I hit my eye and self in the eye with a toothbrush. Mm-hmm. And the cat jumped mm-hmm. on the counter and scared me. Mm-hmm. They're like, mm-hmm. 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 we're here if you need us. <laughs> like, months later, I went to some, some work thing they had, and I was still getting dirty looks from people. I'm like, it's a fucking toothbrush. <laughs> come on. That's awesome. But yeah, that's that's rough, John. That is, man. That's like, uh, except for the ones that are like horrible as far as the humanity of the people that are involved. That's a pretty terrible one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like oh, one of the ones we read in like the, one of the first episodes I was on about the DM who's like making them play evil characters and then like trying to make them rape an NPC, right? And like describe it, and they're like, um, no, we just we just do it and move on. Yeah, it was creepy as hell. I felt uncomfortable reading the email. Yeah, we got so, we had some dark. That's yeah. why I, I kind of put a moratorium on dark gamer nightmares. 
Wow, that's cool. Plus, we had to read this one about some dude who had sex with a cheeseburger at the game table. I heard about that one. <laughs> For 2 XP. For Yeah, it was yeah. in White Wolf. Is that why It was in White it? Wolf, which 2 XP is a lot. That's yeah. like an entire It's not like in D&D. It's not like D&D. You'd want a level. In D&D, right. you're like, it's got to be two, at least 2,000. Two yeah. Well, you, at least level, right? right. Well, no, it was it was it was like the next thing he needed to get. What are you doing? Shh! Don't draw attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a mouse in the, uh, just there was I found a mouse in the house. Well, technically, for, I found it. <laughs> no, no, for a week. Oh, okay. Does it like green eggs and ham? No, it, uh, I don't know. I Would don't you think it likes. I don't think it. I don't think it likes rat poison. At least not yet. <laughs> But I, it would. It started out. I opened my bottom drawer and in my uh, on my. If you know what I mean. <laughs> and and it came running out, and underneath the bed, and I look underneath the bed and I see it. Damn it! And it got and it was gone. And of course, there there it's it's little little brown. Yeah. Okay, the same one. So I I. He came in because the house is 105 years old, right? right? Yeah. So the the subfloor has all kinds of holes in it, and it's a raised foundation. Yeah. So we get mice and rats underneath the house right. all the time. They very rarely get in the house. I open this drawer for some reason. It got trapped between the sub. Who's talking? Was it my cell phone? What is talking? It oh, be. it's Siri. Siri. Fuck, I'm really sorry about this. I can't take any requests right now. Please try again in a little while. She always does that to me. to interrupt our show to tell you that. Right. So every time I ask her for a hand job. Um, <laughs> my question is, what, did you really think you were going right to be able to get it with your cavalry saber? Well, no, it was gone by the time I got in there. You, I heard smashing. But if it, but if <laughs> no, I, that, I was me mo- like shaking the kid's bed, seeing if I could scare it back out. Oh. Because what I've been doing is I've been leaving the back door open so it can leave. Because they don't want to stay in. Okay. They want to go out. Why wouldn't it want to stay in? Unless it's warm and that's where all the food is. There is no food, food here. Source. There's okay. no food source. Oh, okay. I mean, it, if it, if it's got to climb and get inside of shelves to find food, and it hasn't. You'd set up the... Uh, uh, rat poison. There's a lot of rat poison. Have that. you tried just no. the little mouse traps with some... Mm-hmm. The glue traps? I don't use those. I use the ones that that close up mm. put a put some like peanut butter in the end of like a paper towel tube and set it on the edge of something so they climb up and get into it to go to the end and it knocks it over and then drops it into a bucket it's like a total macgyver mouse trap rube goldberg <laughs> mouse trap <laughs> but it works you, it traps them and it doesn't kill them and you take them outside i almost and, got and, them and you roll a die and move your little mouse around the mm-hmm. around the board and try not to get it to fall the on marble top. i almost got them with a bb gun I never except i'm glad you you sh- were you sh- shooting the BB gun in your in your house? house? Yes, because <laughs> that's <laughs> only three pumps. Sensible? Only three. Pumps. Only three pumps. <laughs> but the, the the problem is, it's really hard to hit a fast moving, very small target. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Turns out you gotta lead it, and they're all erratic, so you don't know where. Yes. To, yeah. Well, they're mice. Yeah. It, it's making me think I need to get a hungry cat for like a week, and then let my dog kill it. But we hate cats. Oh, we do hate cats. Can't stand cats. I hate cats more than I hate anything else. 
More than mice? I'm pretty sure you just defended like 90% of our listener base by no. suggesting that you let your dog Hey, do listener that. base, I hate <laughs> cats. <laughs> we, we would like to apologize to any cat lovers out there. Nope. They, they, they can't be more than 50% of the population. Why don't they, they just let... And they've all got toxic plasmosis in the brain anyway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they just have like it go in there and start hunting them. She won't. She can't catch it. She's not fast enough. Oh. She kills like turtles and squirrels. <laughs> right. She kills right. a turtle. Well, that's an achievement. <laughs> it made her farts reek. I will tell you that. <laughs> turtle meat because they both ate it. Both her and this is back when Tasha was alive. Her and Tasha both ate some of the sweet meat under the shell, and cleared the house. <laughs> Two two rooms away. <laughs> what is that smell? And you Terrible walk meat fart. And I look and I look and both dogs are sitting there <laughs> with the sad dog eyes. It was awful. I mean, it, it it didn't it didn't it smelled alien. It was awful. <clears throat> it was a turtle's day too. The turtle, I think they put the turtle down. Well, you'd have to after it had been eaten by dogs. It, well, it's just his shoulder got eaten. It the weird part was like through. a week later when when like a pooped out a little blue bandana. <laughs> <laughs> she also With, like she, eye holes she's in. killed two rats, a squirrel. Maybe she didn't squirrels. kill a squirrel. It was your children's toy. No, that was the raccoon tail. Oh, raccoon. It was Sorry. a raccoon tail. No, she's killed squirrels. Um, no cats yet. Although yet. Th- th- she's trying. There's a there's a white cat that comes and steals her food once in a while. Oh, well, and it's asking for it. I had a cat. I had a cat. It's that only a matter a of times. Hmm? But like, I had a cat that took down and killed a rabbit. Nice. Wow! It was an 18 pound cat that wasn't fat. Guess I uh, we had three stray cats living under our house. Massive cat for a while, and uh, they left when Heather ran over one of their heads. Well, Shit. yeah, that's um, a message. That is. Yeah, the whole body like flailed. It was nasty. But I went under in the because we have a like a root cellar under the house. That's where we keep the Christmas and the Halloween decorations. I went down there, and this is after the cats had left after Heather murdered one of them. (laughs) And I found a hollowed out rabbit skin. And it was not down there before because it was right where I go to put all the stuff away. I went down to get the Halloween stuff out, and there's this what looks like a dead rabbit and I kick it and it's stiff but it's it's just the MC? skin. It's the skin and there's no skeleton. What wow. I don't know. That's weird that there's no bones. Yeah. Nothing. Did it, did it look raw or was it like cured? Like oh no, it wasn't cured. It's, it, it was, you could tell it, it had been like wow. eaten out by like insects or something. Oh. I don't wow. know. Bones. Now, they, it, there might have been other animals that came in. I, I had but. a dog at the time, little guy. He may have pulled all the bones out and chewed them up. Because yeah. he used to go under there and go hunt stuff around. And tunneled yeah. into a rabbit's body and pulled out the bones? What well, the hell I mean, kind of dog was, was if this? It was, if it was killed and insects were eating the meat, it would have left bones behind yeah. that wouldn't that would have come away from this. Or well, maybe the three yeah. cats that were living under the house took it down originally. I yeah. have no idea. I don't know how this happened. That's weird. My, and my dog also killed a kitten. Yeah. I don't like cats, but kittens are cute. Kittens are cute. I'd feel worse it's, for the it's turtle. It's in her territory. Yeah, it's in her backyard. It's her yes. fucking backyard. It's in her, and and <clears throat> some dogs have a higher prey drive than others. Oh, she has a very high prey drive. Has zero prey drive. She won't even play with toys. 
She does not play with toys. She can tell if it's living or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My dogs aren't dogs, so yeah. Your don't. dogs are frogs. <laughs> <laughs> Alien frog pigs. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. Should we call it? Let's I see. Think we should. <laughs> Since we've drifted so far from but the subject But there's so much gaming, wine left to drink. What happened in the in the chat room? Lokio says someone's summoning demons in Stu's house. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm doing it in my sleep. Should, yeah, should maybe it's your your alternate personality. Like, is this is this the? Last Why are people asking about season thirteen? We did season thirteen. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, we did. We season. yeah. Yeah. 20 episodes. Yeah. Yep. Is this uh, is this the last episode of the season? Yeah, this is the last episode of season 14. <coughs> season 15. was good, too. It was. It was. It was great. Yeah, the episode where we shaved Stork's head. Mm. Yeah. That was a good one. I haven't caught up to 13 yet, so... Indistinguishable from Stu when that happens, by the way. It's true. It's uncanny. <laughs> it's uncanny. <laughs> Except for the nose. Except for the nose. <laughs> and you know, the pants thing. But, you know. And, you know, the height. <laughs> No, we're the same down. height. It, it, you can't tell because hair's, his when hair you, is so big. His hair is the same taller. Yeah, <laughs> we're actually the same height. Wow, yeah. he we're gets both that much five nine and three quarters. Oh wow! Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> it's true. Learn something every day. Thirteen was when we also did the topless episode. <gasps> I missed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why? I don't. I thought people why would remember that. Why wasn't I invited? Why and wasn't Chris invited? <laughs> and then we also did the bottomless episode. That I wasn't is. invited to that one either. <laughs> I don't think you guys like me. That's the one. I, I had to change all the about. seat cushions after that. Right. <laughs> On this couch where a Confederate soldier died? Yeah. Or whatever it was. My dog is the size of a beanie baby. Squirrels taunt him. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfortunate. Someone sold you a rat and told you it was a dog, baby cakes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've already gotten one email for the online game. Oh, I thought you were going to say about a boot. A boot, a, boot, a, boot. a boot, something. Your Canadian was Why were you awesome, at by spinal the way. Tap? Huh? Spinal tap? Because he he didn't we, believe we, there was an umlaut. There was a question to be answered. Oh, yeah, it's on, on the, the end. end. Which, which technically, I think it that kind of makes it spinal tap. It's not. It's not a tilde. It's 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 not an enye. It's an umlaut, which doesn't do that. Spinal tap. I don't think it. I don't think it works at all. It doesn't because the umlaut only affects vowels. All right, should we call it? Let's call it. All right. You're in charge. It. All right, let's call it. It. <laughs> Get it? When listeners of Happy Jacks on RPG Podcast. Thank you for joining us for season 14, episode 20 of Happy Jacks on RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. This is Tyler. And Chris. I'm Tim. And uh, join us at. Gateway 2015, September 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th at the Hilton. And uh, email me if you want to be in my online game or, or don't. And uh, <laughs> I think that's about it. And if you're at Fear the Con, enjoy yourselves. And uh, that's it. We'll leave you with a song. Podcast will be Tuesday.
We got past the guards and the portcullis raised Past the dot traps and you only got grazed We got past the pits and nobody fell We got through the door with the unopening spell We got past the sphere of annihilation What dumbass mage made that creation? And now here we stand, gold as far as we see With just one more obstacle, it's all up to me And I storked it I fucked up the die roll, I storked it My luck's a black hole, so I storked it And I know I'm an asshole, cause I storked it We paid off the guy where the blueprints are kept It turns out the guards there were very inept Our B-team they tunneled through the sewers below They did it although their progress was slow We hacked in the phone lines, their whole network was ours We even had been of the executive showers And now the last step, hacked the fingerprint scans Months of planning and prep are all in my hands and I storked it I fucked up the die roll, I storked it My luck's a black hole, so I storked it And I know I'm an asshole, cause I storked it When I play D20, I always roll one And when I play GURPS, an 18 will come when I play Savage Worlds, I roll a one twice. I even lose an amber, and that has no dice, cause I storked it. I fucked up the die roll, I storked it. My luck's a black hole, so I storked it. And I know I'm an asshole, cause I storked it. It just seems no use, I never can win. It happens every time, to my party's chagrin I've tried newer dice, but they've all got the curse I even tried game science, that just made it worse I try borrowed dice, but there's none that courageous To lend them to me, it's as if I'm contagious So now here I sit, Lady Luck disavowed It's just no use, I should go back to WoW Cause I storked it I fucked up the die roll, I storked it My luck's a black hole, so I storked it And I know I'm an asshole, cause I storked it I storked it I fucked up the die roll, I storked it My luck's a black hole, so I storked it And I know I'm an asshole, cause I storked it I storked it The preceding program has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum.